0: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that all is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place.
1: Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?
0: You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. When news breaks, you gotta jump back on the mic. This is Tim. This is Get Off on One. The Matt Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Oh, the Supreme Court has come down with a couple big decisions today, especially in reference to the student loan forgiveness program that the great one, the Biden, so serendipitously, unconstitutionally, came out and and enacted himself because of the facts. You know he can't do this. He he knows he can't do this. He said he can't do he can't do this. Nancy Pelosi came
1: out and said the exact same thing back in, I think it was 2021. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. And um, uh, I, I, I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that— and, implies a transgression it's not to be forgiven to get just freeing people from those obligations uh, so it, it it the question of who gets forgiven what to use the term of art that is out there uh, is a is a debate do we use the whatever money there is for the broadest base of support of the those with um more people with even less debt or fewer people with more debt—that's a policy discussion. But the, the difference between the president do, president can't do it, so that's not even a discussion. That not everybody realizes that, but the president can only postpone, delay, but not forgive.
0: Oh, that's as clear. I, I had to play the full clip because the, the first uh, the first twenty seconds actually was what I wanted to play, but I forgot how much she rambled on on this clip. Now, the president even came out himself and said he can't do this. But you know what? He just he, he, he pulls a Kirk. The word, sir, the word is no. I am therefore going anyway. He's going to do it anyway. Damn the torpedoes. Full steam ahead. We are just going to do this because of the fact that we want to. And we're going to try to win an election. Now, Gen Y and Gen Z are sitting out there. They're looking at this new ruling, and the new ruling, if you don't know, is the deliver. The Supreme Court delivers a blow to Biden's multi-million-dollar tax-funded handout. They said it's unconstitutional. You can't do it. It was six to three along party lines. I love it how the other day when the Supreme Court came out with the uh, the, the election decision in reference to. Uh, uh, you know, mapping for for districts and things, and they came out with the unanimous decision, nine to nothing. Uh, and the liberals loved it. The liberals are like, "This is the greatest thing ever. This is democracy. This is this is how the Supreme Court should work." Now, this decision comes out twenty four hours later, and all of a sudden, the liberals are like, "It's the MAGA court. This is terrible." <laughs> Make up your freaking minds. But Gen Z and Gen Y, who after this election, I, and we played the clips before were so smug that they influenced this election that they turned the tables and got Joe Biden elected on the pretense of that they were not going to have to pay their student loans. Well, sorry, kitties, You just got a lesson in the real world and politics. Politicians will say what they need to say to get elected and knowing full well, even back then, that they were not going to be able to do this, that this was not this was probably going to go to the Supreme Court and more than likely get overturned. But they did it anyways. And you morons turned around and said, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> we're not going to And I love it because they have certain people that I was watching on social media that went out and took out student loans recently. The last year and a half, two years, because they've gone to the, they thought their thought process was, we're not going to have to pay this. Well, the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's student debt plan, which was going to be estimated at $400 billion. I said this before, little, little known provision in Obamacare. And I pointed this out. I didn't, ha- I didn't have a podcast back then. I pointed this out that there was a takeover of the student loan program in obamacare obamacare made student loans all federal all controlled by the government there were there was an industry where people individually gave out student loans it, it, it was a small it was a small industry but you know they there was people that just specialized in student loans but this was brought in all to the government and the government was going to take over all student loans and i laughed because when this happened and everyone nobody was talking about it because of everything going on with obamacare and i told people i said you know they can't run the post office they can't run Medicare or Medicaid. They can't run Social Security. They can't run all these programs, but they're going to run the student loan program. And I said around the and I and I I think I said in 2030 that the the, the student loan market was going to implode because it was going to be government run. But nobody wants to talk about that. Well, they're talking about it today because, like I said, the Supreme Court came down with the 63 decision and basically said the Obama administration cannot go forward with their student debt loan program. I call it a handout. It was a 6-3 decision. And it basically upheld the federal laws that says, and does not allow the Secretary of Education to cancel more than $400 million in debt. Of course, you decide we're just going to use the HEROES Act. Now, six states basically said you don't have the authorization to do this. And this is in reference to also the Biden administration and the Secretary of Education. You don't have You don't have the wherewithal to do this. You don't have the means to do this. And Biden, like I said, even came out and said, I don't have the authority to do this. But this Biden Student Loan Initiative, which had been on hold, I sent pending litigation for a while now, basically involved the federal government providing up to $10,000 in student debt relief and up to $20,000 for Pell Grants recipients. And this was going to be for people that made less than $125,000 a year, and the program was going to cost... Over four hundred billion dollars—that's the estimated cost. I, I think the Congressional Budget Office actually said it was going to be more. And he's been making this push, and he's got twenty-six million people. I think no, I think it's sixteen million applicants right now. That that went out and applied, went on the website and applied for the student loan debt relief. And the the Republicans argued that Biden lacked the authority. To just like unilaterally just say hey you know what we're gonna forgive student loans without con- congressional approval we're just gonna get rid of it we're, we're just gonna say no nope, this never happened so you had six states that went up to the Supreme Court and said no 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 we're not gonna do this you're you're not allowed to do this now the court found that uh these states had standing to sue um so basically what they're saying is yeah they, they had the merit to come in and sue in reference to the in reference to the student loan handout but it's just crazy. It's just it's just crazy that they think they can do whatever they want to do. It, it, you need to have approval to do things. But they did this to win an election. They win, they did this to win an election. That's what they did. Judge Roberts came out and said Secretary's comprehensive death cancellation plan cannot fairly be called a waiver. It only it not only nullifies existing provisions, but the argument and expands them dramatically. This is what the chief just wrote. It cannot be mere modification because it it constitutes constitutes effectively the introduction of a whole new regime. And it cannot be combined of the two because the secretary seeks to add existing law that the fact that he has waived certain provisions does not give him a free pass to avoid the limits inherited in in the power to modify. So basically it says you can't do it. You can't just decide, hey, listen, I'm going uh, to give I'm going to give I'm going to eliminate some I'm going to eliminate some debt. And they were talking about 43 million Americans, you know, we're going to be able to to go out and apply for these debt eliminations. But where does it start? Where does it stop from there? That's always been my question. If you eliminate student loan debt, what, what happens? Can we can we just turn around? And now can we say, hey, listen, uh, we need to start limiting if we if you have a government mortgage, we need to turn around. And start. I, I want my. I want my. I want my mortgage forgiven. I, that's what I want. I would like to have my mortgage forgiven. Is that possible? Anything is possible, especially with the especially with the Biden administration because they just make up shit as they go along. Even if it's a, even if Nancy Pelosi, the president himself, comes out and says this is unconstitutional to do. And like I said, they pulled the Captain Kirk in search for Spock.
1: The word, sir, the word
0: is no. I am therefore going anyway. And that's what he did. He just went plowed and went on through it. Just plowed on through it. Just plowed on through it. For no apparent reason. The question here is not whether something should be done. it who has the authority to do it, said just- Chief Justice Roberts. So to hear where the Secretary of Education claims the authority on his own to release 43 million borrowers from their obligation to repay $430 billion in student loan, the Secretary has never previously claimed powers of that magnitude. And I love it because the dissenting decisions were, were awesome. I, I haven't read all of them. You know? I, I've been slowly reading them. But the dissenting decisions were, this is going to affect 43 million people that need relief. Okay, that, that, that's not a constitutional decision. That's you just saying, hey, listen, you know what? (laughs) We're we're okay. And I love it because you have the the three liberals. And they wrote that the majority overrides the combined judgment of legislation and executive branches, while consequently eliminating loan forgiveness for 43 million Americans. Who cares? You took out the money. You signed a piece of paper that said you were obligated to pay that money back. You turn around and then tell people, well, you know, what? my bills are too high. And, I, and for some reason, my, my degree in Dead Sea Scrolls is not translating into the money that I need to survive. I love this because if you go out and pick a major... And you have some Republicans that are pitching this in reference to student, government student loans. If you go out and pick a major, you should take a look or you should have the ability to look and see if your major and your profession will allow you financially, once you find a role and you know, move through your position, to pay back these loans. If you spend $100,000 on student loans, and then find out that your career choice could only make you anywhere between forty five dollars to $55,000 a year, you shouldn't get a student loan. Sorry. Because <laughs> you don't have the wherewithal to pay it back. It, it, it just, it just, it just, you just listen. And like I said, I remember the smugness of Gen Z and Gen Y after the election, the smugness. We influenced this election. We changed the complexion of this election because of the fact that we're getting something out of this. We are, we are getting something out of this, and because and we're not going to have to pay for things. Well, it turned out you were wrong. So you know what time it's, you know what you have to do now, little boys and girls? Are you a big man? Huh? I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning and say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. It's time to get your big boy pants on. And man up or woman up or lady up or whatever you want to say and sack up and pay your debts. You've had three plus years of not paying your loans. It's time. It's time to join the rest of us in humanity that is sitting here. This is the thing that really bugs me. This is the thing that really sticks in my craw you took out this loan, you signed for this loan, you, you, you signed a paper of obligation to pay for this loan after you're done with school, and now you're saying you don't want to pay for it because you don't have the money to do it, but the taxpayer should pick up the check for you. Well, listen, boys and girls, I went to college, I took out student loans. I, at one point in time, I was working two full-time jobs and a part-time job to pay for college. I lived in a dump for years because of the fact that I couldn't afford anything else. As I was in college, I lived a certain, I lived in a certain area in New Jersey and back when I was there, it was really bad. And I, I've told this story before I was at a football game. I was at a Giants game uh, a couple of years back. And, um, I were talking to some people that lived in Newark and, yeah, Newark at the time, back in the time, but this was, this was probably early 2000s still. Um, and we were just talking about Newark. We we're just talking about places that we lived. And I told them where I used to live. And these are guys from Newark, that lived towards the Ironbound section of Newark, which is not the best section of Newark. They looked at me and said, we thought we had a bad. <laughs> but that's where I lived. And I still worked three jobs and put myself through school. Got an education. Took a while, but I became successful. Was able to, you know, navigate through the workforce move my way through, but I paid back my obligations. I paid back, you know, and like I said, I, I sat there and worked. I worked for my education. It was not just someone saying, hey, listen, you know what? I I, I think you should, uh, I you know what kills me? <laughs> I'm watching the, I'm watching the NBC interview, MSNBC interview that Biden was on. And at one point in time, he 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 basically it was at the end of the interview, and I've never seen this before. And I wish I wish we were doing a video of this. He get, he finishes the interview, shakes hands with the interviewer, and while the interview is still talking, gets up and walks off stage. Never seen that before. It's like he was confused. He didn't know what to do. I would say ninety nine point nine 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 point eight percent of the time, you stay till they cut to commercial. No, he just walks off stage. And the way he walks off stage, it is literally like a man with Alzheimer's who doesn't know where he's going. <laughs> I'm just watching. I'm just watching this right now. That cracks me up. I'm literally just watching this. It, it, it just makes me laugh because it's like, what the fuck is he doing? Has he really? It, it, oh. It's just another day. It's, it, it's, but I'm th- I, I'm thankful. That uh, I'm thankful that we that we moved forward on this, and, and I'm thankful that you know people. Hopefully, they're still going to try to figure out a way to have people not pay for their obligations. And, and this is probably going to now intensify the calls to from the left to pack the courts. And Biden has already come out and said he's not packing the courts. Um, but it's it's gonna it's gonna reaffirm that it's gonna reaffirm that whatsoever. I I also laugh because uh, Dylan Mulvaney has lashed now remember that Bud Light has now lost 20 billion dollars is no longer the most popular selling beer in the United States and Dylan Mulvaney came out and basically said that um, that there I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all because it gives customers permission to be transphobic and hateful as they want. No, you know what the problem is? People can speak with their wallets. And they lost billions of dollars on a bad idea. Billions of dollars. And you want to sit there and say, well, you feel bad that they didn't come out. You did women face. You're doing woman face with your full year of womanhood. You are stereotyping women. And that's all you're doing to get the likes, the clicks, the bleeps and the boobs. That's all you did. You know, if you really want to be a woman, cut your thing off. Get to it. Do it to it. But if you want to dress up as a woman and you're a man, I'm fine with that. I don't care. But also, if you are pitching one of my products, and I know, A, you're not a beer drinker, and I know all this in the, by fact, I can exercise my right to purchase another brand. And if you, you're the one that puts yourself out there and that you are upset that you are turning around and people aren't standing by you. OK, you know what, then be transgender, do whatever you want to do, but don't just sit there. And then tell me, well, you're upset because people aren't standing by you. Alexander cortez says that the Supreme Court should abolish legacy admissions. Despite they're not being there's no case being brought before the court in reference to that. This is a woman that people have talked about running for president. This is the, this is this is the this is the this is the people. And her thought process was seventy percent of Harvard's legacy applications are white, and that the Supreme Court didn't touch that, which would impact their own patrons. Oh, okay, AOC. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this for you right here because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk really slow. That wasn't in front of the Supreme Court. So they wouldn't be debating this. If SCOTUS was seriously about their ludicrous colorblind claim, colorblindness claims, they would have abolished legacy omission, aka affirmative action for the privilege. Okay, well that case wasn't brought up to the court. So why would that this is a woman, again, that's never had I I you gotta love AOC. She's never had a real job. I still don't understand how a person that was a bartender when 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 she got into government, she had to she had to fill out the disclosure form in reference to her finances. And this was a person who was a bartender, started a failed uh publishing company, and she says that she only averaged like twenty thousand dollars a year. But somehow and then she had student loan debts and all this stuff, but somehow in in her four oh one K, which was the Hispanic Something Fund, she had over thirty two thousand dollars. How was that possible? How do you have thirty two thousand? You you go a couple of years, make it twenty grand, but somehow you have thirty two thousand. That is the best matching program that I have ever heard. When you're only making twenty thousand dollars a year as a bartender, so most of your salary is not reported because it's tips. Oh, it just drives you crazy. It, it It really does, and then I love it because uh there was the Dean of Tulane University, School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. <laughs> now he's again talking about health inequality, and he's mentioning the fact that this is what he's talking about, and this is why people are so stupid. white people get more from Social security because of structural inequality. White people benefit more for social security because they tend to live longer than black people. <laughs> is this what we've come And I talked about this the other day. We are looking for things to be racist. Social security now is is inherently racist because white people live longer. Oh, you know, I, I, I mean, you you want you, you want to have faith in this world sometimes. And the Supreme Court did have another ruling today, and it ruled in favor of the uh, the Colorado graphic designer who refused to create the same-sex wedding website. Now you would think that the the the, the case they had a couple years back about the wedding cake would have cleared all this up, but evidently it didn't. And, and this 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 kind of goes hand in hand with their uh, that with their decision against the United States Post Office in reference to a gentleman who who was taking a position. Uh what the post office told me couldn't work Sundays because of religious beliefs and then the post office turned around and says well we're open Sundays now you got to work. And he's like, "Well, you know, religious beliefs wise I can't do it." So, you know, they had another ruling, I believe it was 9 to 90 again, saying that you can't do that. If someone has, re- has a true religious exemption, you have to allow them to, pra- to practice their religion. And, and and that's just the way it is. And my thing is this, this is another woman who basically came out and said, "I it's against my Beliefs to do and create certain things because she creates wedding websites and things like that and, and it's against my it's against my religious beliefs to do this and it's interesting because of the fact that it's it falls under the First Amendment free right to freedom of speech and it, it's just it's just crazy because of the fact that it's 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 discriminatory against the LBGQ two five six four seven to the fourth power community. And this is the law this was a long Colorado know the anti demonstration act which prohibits business from providing sales or services to public, to the public from denying service to someone based on their identity support and this isn't based on their, this this has nothing and she said this before I have done I have done websites for lbgq 4729 to the 14th powers community but I I, I don't my religious beliefs will not allow me to do certain things but you have to sit here now and force people to do things that they don't want to do because of the fact it's all under fairness. You know what? If it's against you are a person that's in business for themselves, if, if, so, if you don't want to take on a client, it's against your personal beliefs. You should have that ability. Now, this poor woman has received death threats over her free speech case. And she's just saying, listen, I, I, I don't care. I, I, I work with the lb 47'14 14th power to the Q power community. There's just certain things I don't want to do. And it, 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 it violates my religion, my First Amendment rights, by forcing her to promote messages that basically violate her faith. Why is this even a case? And a lot of times these are groups that just just want to stay in the limelight, LBGQ47 to the 19th power groups, by going after these poor people who are just trying to make a living, just trying to get along in this world. Oh, it's been another Pleasant Valley Sunday. Coming up, you know what, guys? This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn, the Mad Rumblings of a Gen Xer. Hope yourself, have yourself a great weekend, a great 4th of July. Uh-huh.